Uh, okay, now we're going to have our speakers, Pat and Jonathan. Should be an interesting discussion. Looking forward to it. So, uh, part of what we're going to talk about here today, I think, segues really nicely from what Eric just finished off with. Um, Jonathan and I co-host uh, something called Meeting of the Minds. I was here about a year ago talking about this. So this time I'm going to let Jonathan actually tell you about Meeting of the Minds, and then we can have a little question and answer afterwards. I just wanted to introduce, jo introduce Jonathan. Um, we've been friends for a couple of years now, uh, doing the meetings and uh, meeting for coffee. And uh, my favorite part of that is he brings his daughter with him. She's the cutest kid in the whole world, so that's always good fun. I don't have young kids. Um, I have a saying about some religious people, and it's this, that if more people were like them, then we would have a lot less to do. And I think Jonathan uh, typifies that. Um, he's here in the lion's den, so I'm hoping you'll be kind to him, because he's one of the people I think that, as Eric pointed out, um, we need it on our side because there's lots of things we can do together. And one of them is called Meeting of the Minds, so I'll let Jonathan tell you what that's all about. Don't worry, I actually go to, uh, if I go to church, there's another line stand that I go to. Too. So, uh, <laughs> because uh, there's sort of like, uh, I get invited to uh, speak at various churches as well. And uh, uh, sometimes uh, my theology or my interpretation do not hold well with some dogmats and doctrines that, that they strictly believe and convict. So I could feel it, my wife could feel it. So when we go there, we go, and after when I talk in the service and I end, I always tell my wife, let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like there's a sniper ready to. <laughs> like, uh, this happened, like recently it happened in California, in uh, SoCal, uh, the, uh, the wealthier parts in SoCal. And uh, I was talking about how we should be welcoming to all and uh, especially to the homosexuality, LGBTQ, things like that. It's like uh, all human beings are on a, and they hate this word, spectrum. And then when I said that word, I felt like radars were just <laughs> on my chest, so I didn't do it. So anyway, he unplugged. Um, I promised Ian as well that I would talk a little bit about myself first before I go into what I do, and then why, and then what I do transpired, how it percolated into the creation. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm a Christian. So uh, born and raised as a Chinese Christian. Just to give you a, like, a, there is a distinction. So when I say Chinese Christian, and anytime you meet a, a Christian that is Asian, uh, it's actually more like a Confucius Christian. So like, and if you know about the philosophy of Confucianism, merge that with uh, Christianity, you can tell that um, there's certain things that uh, Confucianists would emphasize in Christianity. I don't know if that's understandable or not, but that, yeah. okay. So, like, uh, so whenever you meet uh, uh, an Asian Christian, their focus, uh, and uh, when, when you speak and when you talk to them, uh, or talk to my parents, for instance, uh, you would say, say, be the best Christian you can be. Well, that's not, that's more like Confucianism speaking into Christianity, right? Or be the best son or daughter in your own office you can be. Right? There's no there's no gray areas, no spectrums, just these categories. All right, so I was raised in that, and uh, as time went on, of course, uh, usually uh, for me, uh, when I hit uh, university and get a little and get more older <laughs> and grow up, I started to uh, critically engage in what I believed in. Uh, like try to critically engage with my church, with my pastors, the things like that, and. Uh, and uh, during that time, um, 
I started working and graduated from university at SFU. Then I started working, I started to even critically engage with myself. So I look at myself in the mirror and I go, okay, Jonathan, why do you believe in what you believe? And where are you going, why you're here, etc. A lot of existential questions. And then, um, then I ended up going, okay, so what's the best way to engage with what's going on up here is to actually learn. So what I did is I went to Regent College. I don't know if you know that there's a theological school, graduate school right across from BC. And I uh, did my uh, uh, master's in theology over there. And I thought it would help me to answer more questions, but actually made me to ask more <laughs> questions. It didn't answer anything, actually. It made me to ask more and pursue more of my own self-discovery. So um, after when I graduated, um, part of the, the, the degree requirements was that I had to work at a church. And it's called interning because you know it's, it's almost like everybody who takes theology courses are destined to be a pastor, which is not true, but it shouldn't be the case, right? But that, that's what it was. And um, I worked at a, I did an internship at the church, and then I ended up uh, not liking pastoral work. Because uh, the last day of pastoral work, I started to hate all humankind. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to go through those doors anymore. <laughs> and I said, forget this. If this is pastoring work, I'm out of here, right? And then so, uh, but before I graduated, uh, somebody uh, came up to me and go, uh, have you ever considered of uh, continuing your discovery, continuing your journey, but also continuing it with other people by starting an organization or something? to help people of whatever religious background they have to continue the journey with them to question and critically engage through academics, through life experiences, on what they believe in and why they believe in it, what they believe in. Follow? So I go, great, that sounds really romantic, right? So, uh, and then he goes, oh, by the way, uh, I go, what? Uh, he goes, there's no salary, you have to raise your own funds because it's charity, you're gonna start on your own charity. And because I'm Chinese, my pragmatic self just totally just blurted out saying, no, forget it. <laughs> I want stability, certainty, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, things like that. And um, so I left and he goes, no, 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 think about it, right? Because uh, you've been, like, uh, going through your journey of trying to self-discovery, trying to, like, uh, critically engage, trying to use your mind to reason things through. Uh, think about it. There's a lot of other people out there that, want, that are doing the same thing, but they just don't have a place to do it. Nor a uh, nor a safe space to engage with it. So then uh, my wife and I were uh, said no, forget it. Practical self speaking, saying there's no salary, whatever. You have to raise your funds. I even I don't even like it when people call me for fundraising. Think about it. So why would I want to be the one on the other side asking people for fundraising, right? So I didn't like it. So I, uh, but then for some odd reason we just kept on talking about it. Uh, during our vacation, and uh, because I just really need one, and came back and realized, okay, let's give it a try for a year, and that was four years ago, and now we keep on saying, let's give it a try for a year, so we just kept on revisiting it and revisiting it, and now we'll be continuing doing it. So the organization that I head up and I started is named as a Company of Disciples, and basically it's a company of learners. People who just, uh, it's a, to provide, the goal is to provide a safe space for engagement. To uh, bring all, everyone's beliefs, backgrounds, opinions, convictions, into the, the, onto the table and talk about it. And say, why do we believe in what we believe in? And where are we headed? Okay? And how do we practically 
uh, see what we believe in, engage with what we do, and how we make choices. Because uh, that's pretty much it's connected. Okay, so that's company at the cycle. Now because of that, uh, of the, the continuous journey, uh, I realized that, that there's a, there, was, there was a lot of issues back then in that year. It was like, there was the LGBTQ, there was the BSB, Vancouver School Board, the fiasco. Uh, there were a lot of issues happening. And then a lot of emotion was involved. But there were voices from this side, and there were voices from this side, and there were a lot of hostility. There was no place for rational discussion. No reasonable, rational, safe place of discussion where people can put their opinions like uh, on the table and be what you call it, disconnected, emotionally disconnected, so to have a uh, more like a reasoned dialogue. So uh, I figured, what a, uh, let's start a uh, event, a monthly uh, event, where people can come together and talk about a particular current issue. And um, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm a Christian, so tendency is if I put on an event like that, a lot of Christians will show up, and we will have no other voices in the mix. So I, what I did was, well, in order to keep our conversations honest and informed, and not just one monologue dialogue, why not invite my friend Pat O'Brien and his community to into the discussion, into the safe space, so that we could dialogue together and bring our opinions and beliefs and convictions into the mix and have a reasoned dialogue so that we could all educate one another. So uh, sort of like building community and building bridges together. So um, and so one of the best examples that we've done was actually the LGBTIQ. It's the best attended. Was the best attended one. Where uh, it was during the uh, the time when the Vancouver School Board uh, changed uh, their manual. Their policies, policy. their policies, and then uh, remove the gender requirement uh, from, you know, from when you're applying for, when you're signing up your kid to school, you don't have to check that box. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, like for those who are familiar with this, and then, uh, but what really created the uh, uproar uh, was the potential of uh, gender-neutral washrooms. Right. Uh, now, <laughs> I must admit. On behalf of all the Asian community, it was our, our biggest concern, right? Because really, like I said, remember what I said about Confucianism, right? We like, uh, like, if you you have to be the best you can be in a particular office. With gender neutrality, there's no office, is there? Right? You can't be the best daughter you can be, and you can't be the best son you can be, because if you're gender neutral, you can't be either. So it creates a lot of confusion, and that's why there was a big uproar in the Asian community about gender neutrality, because that's just way too confusing for them. <laughs> All right? So anyways, uh, there was a, during that time, there were a lot of hostile dialogue. There were a lot of arguments, there were protests. There was like, uh, even, uh, uh, especially from the Asian community. And I go, OK, this is a great time to actually put up an event in a safe space where we could bring in different perspectives so that we could educate everyone through dialogue on this issue in a reasoned, rational way. To remove the emotional component. So uh, what Pat and I did is that we brought in Morgane Auger. Uh, she's a transsexual parent, right? Transsexual parent who transitioned, and uh, she has uh, two sons. So we brought her in to speak. We also brought in Dara Parker. Some of you may know her. Uh, she used to be the 
executive director for Community in UC. We also brought a psychologist, didn't we? I can't remember. Her name? I can't remember. A psychologist who, who came in, and also uh, Sherry Payne. She she was the former uh, school board trustee. So we had these voices to speak, and myself and Pat to speak on the topic, and it was great. I uh, just to let you know how the community was built was uh, there were quite a few people that attended from the religious side, quite a few people attended from the non-religious side, and everybody just chatted and then educated one another on the issue itself, the topic. And what was amazing was uh, at the end of the night, for myself, what I observed was quite a few people in my community actually went forward to Morgane and spoke with her and actually wanted to know more about her life and who she is as opposed to what she is. People became more personal, more relational. Bridges were actually built in between them. So that's what feels, uh, continues to fuel the meeting of the minds. Uh, Pat brought in a colleague one time and we met with them. Uh, I can't remember his name. Pat, we will? No, on the Starbucks. Uh, maybe. Well, anyway, well, uh, when he said, describe meeting of the minds to, uh, to me, right? He said, and then, so Pat and I were describing meeting of the minds to him. And he said, you know what? One best word to summarize this? Community. And he said, this is the best, best example of building communities, where communities cannot possibly be built. Uh, we've been building our communities ever since the end. We went from topic to topic. Um, gender. <laughs> the first one was GMO. GMOs, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Prostitution. <laughs> Prostitution, free will, etc. Uh, this is dying. And uh, yeah, it's the topics of the current topics that are tend to be divisive. We bring to it onto the table into this space so that people can talk about it, whether you're religious 